Hey guys, before we jump in, I want to invite you to follow me on socials. You can follow me on Twitter at what I will say pod, on Instagram at what I will say, also on TikTok at what I will say, and of course, what I will say.tumblr.com will take you to my blog where you can keep up with my day to day pop culture takes. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Just search what I will say to access hours upon hours of bonus content, our secret community Discord, and so much more. Or if the Patreon is not for you, you can give us a five star rating and a good review, or even just tell a friend about the show. All of those things help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Everybody, welcome back to what I will say. This is Cam, and I'm here with the gorgeous, beautiful, fantastic, sexy, incredible Velvet Ghost Gabriella. What the hell did I do to deserve that? You just exist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna cry two seconds into this episode. Catch me crying. Uh, Well, I might cry tears of joy because it's fucking 1989 week. We made it, guys. We made it. Gabby, how are you feeling? buzzing i cannot wait for this week i love your content around new album weeks it pops the fuck off the patreon is going to be popping this week and the discord i'm sure will be blowing up as well guys this is the announcement we are reopening the discord it is going to be open to the phoebe waller bridge at snl tier and above so that's ten dollars and up and that is not to try to hoard a bunch of money it is just to make sure that me and the mod team can keep the discord safe and moving along and modded so sorry if that's not in your price range right now hopefully it will be someday and i will put it on sale sometimes we'll see and i don't have any plans to do it anytime soon but maybe next listener appreciation week and i will not raise the price again But certainly, I'll say now for like the next three years, I promise, or next five years, you know, no more price raises on that, on any of that. But we got raided last year and had some issues with that. And it's just really important to me to keep that space safe. So hope you guys can rock with me there. But yeah, Discord is open. So you can access that through the Patreon and shoot me a DM on Patreon if you're having trouble doing that. And let's preview all the content that's going to be on the Patreon this week. This week, we're going to recap debunking Haler. We're going to cover the year 1989 and the pop culture and the celebs and things that were going on in that year. We are going to break down the girl squad. Where are they now? Are they still friends with Taylor? Have they had beef? Do we think maybe she hooked up with some of them? We'll be covering that. We're going to do like a grab bag, just catch up on Taylor and Gaylor and what's going on in the world of pop culture. And then there's going to be a bit of a special surprise the day we actually get the vault tracks and i'm not going to say what that is but it's going to be something i've never done before something we've never done on the patreon before so get so excited and if you're new to patreon i may have to do a survey or something i would love to hear what would incentivize you guys to stick around i'm all for the people who just come in and just pay for one month and get all the content and then go and then check back in a few months later if that's all your budget allows for But if there's any way to get you guys to stay around, I would love to hear about it. So maybe we'll do a survey or also just DM me your ideas. I'm so down to make content that you guys love. But anyway, so before we jump into the timeline, we are going to talk about what are we expecting from the vault tracks. Gabby, I want to hear your thoughts. I think I may share mine on the Patreon, but I would love to hear your predictions about each vault track and what do you think they're going to be about? Do you think there'll be any specific news or any specific content she's talking about? Or any specific moment in time that she's talking about on the songs. I would love to hear your thoughts. Number one, Slut. What do you think Slut's going to be about? I reckon it's going to be some sort of play either on the word Slut. And she's going to have like a word for S, a word for L, a word for U, a word for T. And she's going to put that into the chorus. I'm a sexy little under Taylor. Like I'm a, what it could a Slut be? Sexy little unique team player. But I don't think it will be anything to do with sexy. I think it would be more like it would take away from the word slut. It would juxtapose it. Smiley, little, unassuming, teen virgin. What? I, <laughs> I, 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 what, what starts with T? Toe. Well, smiley, little, unassuming toe. Yes, that is exactly what slut is going to be. No, but seriously, I, I think she's either going to play on the word like that and it just be a complete contrast to what the word slut means. Or it's going to be like, I'm not a slut. I've only had three boyfriends. You don't know me at all. It's definitely going to be that. You really think? I think it's going to be like blank space, but a little more adult, which is basically just like the media thinks I'm a whore. So I guess I am a whore. If you want me to be a whore, I'll be a fucking slut. You call me a slut. I'll be a slut for you, daddy. But she doesn't mean it. She's mad about it. And she's going to like name drop Jenny and Georgia in there or something well 
those are my two predictions for Slut. I actually can't wait for Slut. That is a weird named song for Taylor, I feel like. Say Don't Go is the next one. Some sort of breakup song. Who do you think it'll be about? Mm, Say Don't Go. I reckon it's going to be her with some sort of ex being like, please just tell me not to go and I won't go. But if you don't say that to me, I'm going to go. You need to say don't go. You need to fight for me. Who would that be? Maybe Joe. What? Well, I don't know. Are these actually written at the time? A lot of them have been. A lot of the vault tracks do date back to those years. Now, I'm not saying, you know, nothing new didn't get a little bridge update (laughs) or that the entirety of the 10 minute all too well was 100% written back in 2010 or whatever. But a lot of them do have like, okay, for example, the very first night, there's so many fucking like 1989 references that I thought for sure she came back and wrote that on the other end and then just said, oh, look how clever I am. I can tie back to 1989. But I thought, no, those themes originated on 1989. And then we But no, it has copyright dates that seem to suggest it was written back in 2012. So interesting. Okay, so maybe about Jake. It's about Diana Agron. What is your fucking problem? (laughs) I don't think it'll be about Jake. I mean, if it's about a guy, Harry, if that's a real... It's not. Guys, I just wrote my notes for the debunking (laughs) Haler episode on the Patreon. Haler was so fucking fake. Anyway. Okay, it's about Diana Agron. (laughs) Yeah, that's more like it. She's telling Diana to just say, don't go. Well, I do think it will be about the 1989 Muse, which is like, okay, that's a revelation. A song on the 1989 Vault Tracks is about... But the 1989 Muse is one that she has this ongoing connection with and it seems like nobody's really at fault. It's more Mm -hmm. just uh, something else is keeping us apart. People talking about us is keeping us apart. Talking turned to screams and and it pulled us apart. We found Wonderland, but I wish you would come back and... Just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it. That is the theme of 1989. And so I think this will be similar. Like, we're not together, but we could be if you just say don't go. Yeah, if you just fight for me, I'll stay. Okay, 19, now that we don't talk, definitely about Carly Kloss. So do you think this is a more, you think this is like written now? Yeah. Some of them could be. We have to keep our eye out for copyright dates. Now that we don't talk, I actually think this could be about Jake. Is that crazy? Because I think all you had to do is stay is about Jake. I know. I don't think it's crazy. Obviously, we have got no idea who they're about. But to me, that just rings Carly. We do have ideas as to who they're about. That's like my whole job. Why are you spitting (laughs) in my face? Like, just slap me and spit in my mouth. That sounds hot. (laughs) We do have ideas. Guys, join our OnlyFans. Get to England and I'll do it. (laughs) We do have ideas as to who the songs are about. That is the whole point of this (laughs) fucking timeline. I basically prove in a court of law they're all about Diana and you're over here just spitting on me. You're welcome, babe. Someone's got to keep you on your toes. I'll take that job. Listen, if Now That We Don't Talk came out on Folklore or even Lover or something, I would be like, oh, that's probably about Carly because they don't talk. But if it was written contemporary to 1989, then I'm going to say somebody from back then. Yeah. I've just, this has got Carly written all over it to me. So we will see. But number 20 is called Suburban Legends. I kind of don't think this is going to be about anyone. I think it will just be a song, but I don't know what about. Okay. I mean, I think it'll be about kind of long live vibes. Mm. Like we're heroes of our high school kind of situation, which is part of long live. Yeah. Something that's not about a muse. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And then 21, is it over now? My crack theory is that she's going to announce reputation and be like, no, it's not over, bitch. I'm dropping this album. You think she'll announce reputation on the song, is it over now? I think something will happen with this. I think it's just going to be about the 1989 news. I would love to, for you to be right, though. Well, I was right about Midnight's having more songs on it. I was right about Joe and Taylor breaking up. I've been right about a couple of Taylor-related things. Have you had any dreams about 1989? No dreams yet, but never say never. Can I just say, I dreamt the other night that I was in a saw trap. So that fucking sucked. That's actually terrifying. That little creature scares me. It was a bad night two nights ago. And what was what did you dream? Oh, I dreamed I was having a threesome with Taylor and Travis. Are you for real? 
I'm like legit for real. And it was really sexy. What was happening in it? (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) No, I want to hear. This sounds fun. We were just all hooking up together. Fucking. Mm -hmm. He had a big dick. Who was fucking who? Well, that's obvious. Who was fucking who? Oh, I was on top of Travis. Mm -hmm. No, that sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah, cowgirling it up. Taylor was just laid there with them big ass titties out. So you were just fucking Travis. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're straight. You weren't even touching Taylor. We're just like, Taylor, you just watched this show. And you were like, you weren't even doing the me and Taylor are going to hook up for Travis. You went straight to the cock. You're like, no, I am fully straight. (laughs) I can't even explain it. Wonderful. Well, the thing I hope most comes true is your dream. That would be really fun. And you could confirm they're real if they're having sex together. Do you know what I saw on TikTok, though? I saw an idea that, is it over now? Mm-hmm. Um, people were saying Taylor seems so excited about her 1989 vault tracks, but there's no collabs on them. There's no other people on them. And someone said maybe she's like, is it over now? Lol joke. I'm dropping mm-hmm. part two of the album with collabs. Yeah, I think we're going to get something with at least Boy Genius. I just think there's more coming and that's yeah. like a hint. I've heard all sorts of stuff about extra song, extra double albums. I don't know. So we'll see. But yeah, fun predictions. All right. Well, with all that said, let's hop into the timeline. So quick review. When we last left off, Taylor had just met Carly and Diana was posting pictures of broken lamps on the day that Carly and Taylor met. Do you think Taylor went and met Carly, called Diana, said, I got a new bitch now. And Diana threw a lamp on the ground. Diana seems unhinged, maybe. Well, she's an artist. I'm giving that a maybe. So we saw that. Diana was like doing all these Instagram posts. And on December 11th, 2013, she posts how not to be a dick. That's two days before Taylor's birthday. And, you know, is Diana having some kind of reaction to a final full breakup? The style era ending with Taylor because Carly's coming to the picture I don't know that I would bet like $10,000 on it, but I don't think it's a horrible theory. You know, it's at least based in some actual things that are going on on Diana's social media. Yeah, there's a lot of little hints there that don't really make sense. She's down in the dumps about something. So like we haven't seen Swift Run together since the fun concert and Taylor is on tour for a lot of this time, but she does go and meet Carly and Diana sort of posts all sorts of peculiar shit on Instagram exactly as the time that Taylor meets Carly. It kind of paints a picture, right? So let's move on to the next section. This is winter 2014 on the Tumblr. And then it says clean. So Carly and Taylor, like we just said, have met by now and are quickly getting close. Carly appears to be spending quality time with Taylor through December 2013 and beyond. There are reports that Carly may have been at Andrea's birthday party in early January. However, according to the Lover Diaries, and this is where it gets fucking interesting, Taylor is still feeling frustrated about love. On January 6, 2014, she says, so I've decided I want to look at places in New York. And we know that's because of Carly. She was thinking about moving to London, but Carly said, no, move to New York. I know I went through this phase months ago, but it has to mean something that I've circled back to it, right? You know what they say, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, blah, blah, blah. So I'm leaving the day after tomorrow. Dating is awful. Love is fiction, a myth. I'm over it all. That's a random little tidbit to have at the end. Have you heard about this lover post? No, tell me more. Well, that's it though. It's just dating is awful. Love is fiction, a myth. I'm over it all. Now she's not tied to any guys at this point, right? No, she doesn't get tied to a guy. Not really until Calvin comes along in 2015 about a year from now they say if you love something let it go is kind of interesting because what does that sound like these hands had to let it go free and this love came back to me which of course we've already kind of made the case for being about diana this love seems to be about her and diana's fall 2012 reconciliation and is now that theme is being referenced again a year and a half later so that's sort of like is she referencing diana or i mean i guess you could make the argument for harry we're not here to make a fucking argument for harry She also mentions deciding to move to New York. She had been searching for property in London in November 2013. And then Carly claims an interview later. She's the one that convinced Taylor to move to New York. That's a very lesbian thing to do. Oh, it really is. Here's where it gets interesting. Do you know about this clip from the Showmance podcast with Kevin and Jenna from Glee? No. I'll insert the clip for the listeners. And then Roger comes up to AD, comes up to me and is like, I'm Kevin. 
Taylor Swift is here and she would like to see you. I'm no. like, oh yeah, cool. Where is she? And he's like, she's right behind me. <laughs> Everyone is dead silent because you know it's like People Taylor start clapping. No, but it's like Taylor Swift, <laughs> and everyone is acting Kevin! like the Pope is in the room. Oh my and I'm, God. and I'm like, oh hey, she's like, hey, she's like, I'm filming this thing for like the VMAs next door on the other stage, and I just wanted to see who was here, and it was just me. So like, like we all had hung out with Taylor a lot before that, and it was just like, it was very strange. It was very because in my head she's super nice and everything, but in my head yeah. I'm just like, this is Taylor fucking Swift. And she's visiting me at my place of work. Granted, she just wanted to see who was there. She didn't see like, like. Okay, so Taylor was looking for someone, people. So Taylor on the set of Glee is dropping by, quote unquote, just to see who is there. This is in winter of 2014. Not 100% sure when, but given the episode that they're talking about, which is the one where Kevin gets like STDs or something, and he's wearing this STD suit, it would have been like maybe January, maybe February of 2014 and taylor's stopping by just to see who's there that's a weird move on taylor's behalf right we're talking about we never go out of style was she in the studio next door she was on she was getting ready to do i mean it says it in the clip she was like over there to get ready for an award show or something she was at the so studio. maybe it is just harmless and she literally was like oh glee's there i'll just go see who's there but who worked on glee I know Diana worked on Glee, but he said that him and Taylor had hung out a few times with other people. Maybe she was like, I've got friends in Glee. I'll just see who's there. But her at this point, her only real friend in Glee is Diana. Corey has sadly passed away by this point. And yeah, I, knew, I mean, she knew Cord a little bit, but she knew Diana way better. Mm. Why are you such a... I'm on my hater shit today. Okay. But let me ask you this. When is she stopping by the set of one of Harry Styles' projects? Oh, she is not. So who's she never going out of style with? Not Harry, that's for sure. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if Diana Agron is the muse of 1989, we need to put her and Taylor in contact, in looking around for each other, spending some time together after their spring 2013 breakup. And so we have the fun concert and now we have this and of course there's all sorts of stuff that, that can happen in private right this is very important in establishing museship for style for diana in my opinion this is a long time after they broke up do you think that's something had gone on behind the scenes what do you i mean it's just a year and it's not even six months since they last hung out i mean a year's quite a long time to just be turning up being like oh i'm just seeing who's here right it's almost like she might have still been hooking up with her Okay, okay, that's the point here. I wasn't getting to what the point was. Have you heard the song style? Yes, I have heard the song now, style. Now, what would you say the song style is about? Harry Styles. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, obviously, her never going out of style with someone. Right, but it's about sneaking around with someone, hooking up with an ex that's been seeing other people. Maybe you've been seeing other people. Carly Kloss, anybody? And so now we have Taylor snooping around trying to find Diana. It's okay, really good okay. shit. Yeah, I get it now. All right. You know, I'm not as good on the lyrics. It's so weird because when a Taylor song plays, I know every lyric. But if you say to me, recite the lyrics of Better Man, I'd be like, I don't know what lyrics are in that song. Well, I think so. As a fellow performer, you have an easy time memorizing all the words. But do you know the subtext? No. And I think that's the issue that I come to in things like this. I'm like, wait, I know all the words, but what? actually do they mean right i know i will forget the lyrics at airs tour when i feel shy around six billion swifties who probably want me dead but i know that i know what the songs are about so we make a good team in that way we do we balance each other out so this anecdote from kevin and the january 6th lover dire entry which by the way how did taylor know about like january 6th because you know that's when the capital got raided by republicans at the oh Senate. shit yeah, where were you Isn't on January Isn't it also, 6th? I just watched Love is Blind and something happened with the men on January 6th, but no one knows where they were. So January 6th is it's a big a, day for big all. Day. Yeah. So I think there's one last fling around this time and it is the inspiration for the song style. February 2014, Diana appears in UK in style, the magazine, the UK version of the magazine, and she is dressed up like James Dean 
with a leather jacket on and her hair slicked back. What do you think about this fit she's got on? She looks very hot. I like this. Yeah. I, it actually kind of looks like a jacket that Jedward would wear. If there are any UK listeners listening. Shout out to Jedward. <laughs> Shout out to my best boys. Um, No, love this look. Okay, so what are you saying? Are you saying Taylor wrote the song after she saw this picture? Okay, so let's take a minute and break down style here because this is really important. So what do we know about style? We know that Taylor wrote style in February of 2014 while in or directly after returning from London. So she had been in the UK. Diana was featured, as we just mentioned, in the February edition of the UK In Style magazine in 2014. She's got James Dean-inspired drag. She's got her hair slicked back, her long hair slicked back. And actually, Diana, like, how do we know for sure that she's sort of looking like James Dean? The picture of her does look like him. So let me show you a quick comparison. And this will, of course, be on our Instagram. And this is actually not in the timeline. So check out the Instagram for this. This is one of my favorite pictures of her facially. Her face looks amazing. Yeah, like really strong jaw. Yeah. Yeah, it's really masculine. I know. I love a little masked Diana moment. So look at this comparison I just sent to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see the James Dean, like, first of all, she does just look like him. But second of all, she posted it to her Instagram with the caption, Rebel Without a Clue. Now, Rebel Without a Clue is something, I think. Maybe a film that he was in? Well, Rebel Without a Cause is a film that he was in. So she's sort of referencing him. The hair is what mostly looks like him to me. That's very specific It's slick back and it's poofed up. What you might find interesting is that on the cover of this magazine was none other than Allison Williams, famous for being in Girls. She plays Lena's best friend in it. And of course, Taylor and Lena at this point are very, very close. As we'll cover in the Girl Squad, where are they now over on the Patreon this week? They are still very close. But can you see Taylor seeing Allison on the cover who's works for her best friend and is part of her one of her favorite shows because that's how taylor and lena met taylor loved girls grab the magazine flip through and boom there's diana with her hair slicked back long hair slicked back looking like james dean a james dean daydream if you will and what is the name of the magazine again in style we never go out of style that is so fucking good Right? I actually love that. That's one of my favorite things you've told me so far. That is an OG Kaler analysis. That's not that's not a cam original. So credit to them for pulling all that together. Well, no wonder I like it so much. So what do you think are the odds Taylor grabbed that magazine, saw Diana, and got inspired to write style? I do like that analysis. It's like the uh- niche, but so good. Yeah, it is niche. I wonder how into Alison, whoever she was, like, why would she want to pick it up just because she's Lena's friend? Taylor's a girly girl. She loves a gossip mag. Well, she I don't think she likes a gossip mag, but that's not what InStyle is. But she likes mm. a magazine. Like, she reads about other celebs and her t- the TV show she likes. But again, Girls was her favorite TV show at the time, or one of her favorite TV shows. Maybe we shouldn't speak over Grey's Anatomy, but she did love Girls. She loved Lena. And I'm sure she got to know Allison some too, through being best friends with Lena. I do really like this analysis. It's just so niche. Now, of course, the issue is that like, yeah, but Harry's last name is Styles. But who gives a shit? Right. Who is Harry in this story? He's a no right. one. Just a nobody. Just a little... Useless little twink. Style to me, that's one of my favorite analysis as well. So the blog, I believe, that originally came up with this analysis is called All My Possessions. They're on Tumblr. I don't know if they still post. They're kind of like an old school gayler. The last time they posted, as far as I can see, is in 2020. But shout out to All My Possessions because I love this analysis. Okay, so back to the timeline. On February 8th, 2014, Taylor writes Clean in London, which is about... A song about finally being done with a relationship that's been officially over for 10 months. So 10 months before February 8th of 2014, can you guess when that is? When they broke up. I love shit like this when it lines up. April 2013. Now, if you want to say this song is about Harry Styles, well, they broke up, I'm saying in quotes, in January. That's Mm. 13 months later. Which, by the way, if Taylor had a chance to wiggle 13 into a song, don't you think she would have? 
Yeah. 10 months is so random. Also, 10 months is an ugly phrase. 10 months later, that's so ugly. No, like nine months would have been better. Or like 13 months on, of course, is better for Taylor. 10 months is ugly. Oh, I think it goes with the song. Well, yeah, because you've heard the song before. But if you had heard it and it said nine months, you would have said, oh, that sounds so much better than 10 months. No, I would say 10 sounds better. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Gabby has spoken. But clean references months and months of back and forth. So this is like a style era and Diana's been breaking lamps and everything. Um, And Taylor's been writing love is over. It's a fiction. It's a myth. Like it all really adds up. But the one thing that doesn't add up is she broke up with Harry 13 months ago. But do you know what happened 10 months before? That's right. They supposedly get outed by that fake article. Diana deletes all the Tumblr. She posts all the Lost Loves blog posts to the secret Tumblr. Taylor texts her brother and talks about, I make so many mistakes. I, I always loathe myself. I never do anything right, basically. What happened in April? T- Taylor wasn't around Harry in April of 2013. It's just Diana. Of course, well, we don't know that she was around Diana either, but certainly their social media activities, I think, paint a pretty picture of a breakup and along comes clean. I think it definitely points to Diana. This is going to be some of the stuff we cover in the Haler debunk on the Patreon, but like, holy shit. And there's other things too. A lot of it will be like a recap, but there's some other stuff. But the 10 months, man, name me one thing for Kaler that's that explicit in terms of like dates you know what babe i don't know because i've got the memory of a fish but if i went back and listened to your kayla episodes i could bring you a whole list maybe that's my homework i have the kayla timeline memorized and there is no song that presents a timeline that can only be tied back to carly Hmm. the best kayla song to me is don't blame me with the daisy line also cruel summer is pretty good but with the garden gate there is no like Taylor puts a time and place on when the breakup happened or when XYZ happened. And then it, and you look and there's no men in her life. There's no guy it could be tied to, but Carly is there. You know what I mean? I love when it links back to a specific time, like the Sunday matinee thing. Can I just say, I saw on Twitter, which I don't interact in Gaylor Twitter. It's not for me. That's fine. But I saw someone say, we're not going to have Muse discourse about 1989 vault tracks. And I'm like, why the fuck not? That is like the most fun thing that we do. Like, I think people should not be toxic about it. And I need to take my own advice. Like if somebody wants to think a song is about Carly and not Diana, I need to chill on that. And I think I've gotten better about chilling on it. But like, is that not the most fun part of Gaylor is like, ooh, this ties back to Diana. Ooh, this ties back to Carly, right? That's the most fun part of Taylor's music in general. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about that tweet, but guys over here at What I Will Say Nation, we will be assigning ship. And also, Taylor kind of encourages it. So. Oh, she absolutely does. She outright explicitly encourages it. Yeah, that's a silly point. Yeah. Ooh, I like the next line. Later on in an interview, Carly claims Clean is her favorite track on 1989. Okay, so do we think that's like, Carly's like, oh, I'm so glad you're over your ex, baby. Now you can focus on me. Yes. If this was me in this situation, I would be like, give me all of the glad I'm over my ex songs and they will be my favorites <laughs> yeah um that is funny and I will say you'd think shake it off would be Carly's favorite song because she has no taste honestly so true okay I don't know if this is relevant or not but on February 14 2014 Diana posts a clip to Instagram of her dog being funny and ignoring her and saying Freddie doesn't care not at all February 14 2014 so Diana is saying Freddie doesn't care on Valentine's Day then on February 19th, that is the day that Taylor writes style. So psych, she's not clean. She never goes out of style. And um, we've already sort of done this analysis about style, but it's kind of funny, the timing that she she writes clean. And then she's like, mm, but am I? So Taylor has given a lot of interviews about style. And one of the main things she says is that sometimes it's no one's fault and she also says that she thinks this person might interrupt her wedding. Quote, unquote, don't do it because we're not over yet. It's insane for her to say that about Harry Styles. Even if they were real, he never fucking cared about her. You know what I mean? I like, feel like that's insane to say about any of her exes at this point. Not Diana, though. And remember, guys, I have some tea about some things Diana has said about Taylor in the recent years. 
that's going to be on the Patreon. I think we'll do it on the episode the day before the album comes out or the day of the album comes out. I don't know. You know, it comes out Thursday, but at midnight, so, eh. it will be on Patreon this week. So we get Taylor writes all these songs. She writes clean. She writes style. And then guess what happens in early March? What happens? Taylor and Carly go to Big Sur. And Ooh. I think I think this is actually where it goes down. I think Taylor has been harboring a crush on Carly. And in fact, she writes I Know Places during in January. I don't think we said that, but she writes I Know Places in January. And I do think that song's about Carly. Given some interviews Taylor gave about it, saying it was sort of about meeting a new person in the wake of having a relationship destroyed mm. by like outsiders commenting on it. So the, the, the old relationship that like she's writing in the wake of is Diana. But then like this new person she meets, well, I know places that we can hide. We can run and hide and be together. I think the place she thought she could hide was actually Big Sur. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And I do like the I know places for Carly. So Taylor and Carly go to Big Sur. And I think the style era is coming to an end here. That is it for Swift Run. So let's move on to Late Stage Swift Run Part 1. Here's an update I wrote in November 2021. Now, when I first joined the fandom, there was this big moment. The 12 people that were talking about Swiftron, there was like this movement of like, no, Swiftron's going to be back on. And I was like, holy shit, do y'all have tea on that? Like, is that because that's all I want in the world. And then it just turned out I was like, no, these people were just like shippers doing shipper stuff and maybe (laughs) not entirely rooted in reality, which is okay. Nothing wrong with that, but it's not what I'm interested in. So I wrote that I don't really believe much of this is meaningful at all. I don't think Taylor and Diana are sitting around referencing one another on social media or anything, but some of Diana's interactions with Carly are interesting. And of course, Diana shows up explicitly in Taylor's life a couple more times. So I will leave that in here. Um, On August 26th, interesting tweet. Diana tweets, withdrawals. Clearly we had fun. So that's kind of interesting because clean sets a relationship as an addiction right um yeah that is interesting right and then she deletes it later so what does that mean but some like people retweeting it that there that still exists taylor does claim that she ran 1989 by the muse who inspired it she says that's a new concept for me actually writing songs about things that have happened in romantic relationships and then being able to run them past the person that they're about she said now let me ask is this part of the hailer PR push to try and make it look like no me and Harry are still good which Taylor would have desperately needed the last thing she needed was beef with the directioners and the Larry's that already hated her and that is the last thing anyone needs directioners went hard did you ever have any run-ins with the directioners oh I was a directioner (laughs) (laughs) well I know but like did you ever get into trouble with them no but I was a part of like One Direction Twitter at one point, and they were just mental about people, especially any of Harry's love interests. Right. So that doesn't, it wouldn't shock me if she said that just to clear the air. But I do also think it's interesting for her to say. I think I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I don't know that I fully trust her. Is she just saying this to like signal that she and Harry are just on such great terms and just the best of friends, even though there's really no data to support that? Like they don't hang out. They don't talk to each other. You know, they don't sit around and you didn't even get stuff like hanging out down the line like we got with Joe Jonas, you know, Mm. so like there's no reason to believe this is true. But the thing is, is Taylor saying it because there's a different muse, perhaps Diana, or is she saying it to just try to keep directioners and Harry's off her back? I'm like 50 50 on it. On November 1st, 2014, Taylor posts on Tumblr about clean or she posts on Instagram. Somebody just like posted a picture of water and it says i think i'm finally clean and taylor says found this on tumblr and thought it was a perfect visual representation of clean so this is after the album has come out um november 19th 2014 we have the 2014 ama taylor gran explosion extravaganza uh we have done a full deep dive on this on the patreon we like took a hour to sit down and talk about everything that happened at this so i'm not going to get into it too much but they're all at the event (laughs) i wrote in this taylor and carly are clearly on a date that's some 2020 writing i wrote that (laughs) shit in 2020 you know what i mean do you stand by it or not no i mean i don't think taylor and carly publicly went on dates yeah i kind of agree with that i'm not saying they weren't doing romantic or sexual things in private but like i don't think they went on dates 
Does, is I that feel fair like to their say? Kind, their kind of dates to me would be baking cookies, having a night in, watching TV, you know, like those kind of homely, cute dates. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think they went on dates. I think they hung out and they had like PR engagements and they hung out as friends and did friend things. And then I think they went home and... Yeah, that's what I think as well. Knuck inside each other's caves. <laughs> nice. On December 28th, 2014, something very interesting happens. Karina McKenzie, who is a TV writer for the show Originals. The Originals. Don't you like that show? The best show to ever exist. The Originals is better than Vampire Diaries? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I feel like everyone who loves the Vampire Diaries knows that the Originals is better, which is weird to have a spin-off show that's better. But anyway, I digress. Right. So Karina says, had to come out of the sunshine because I'm approximately the color of tomato. I'm bored. Ask me questions. Somebody says, Tiffany says, do you think Taylor Swift is writing about anyone besides the obvious on 1989? And Karina, on her Blue Check account, no less, back when Blue Check meant something on Twitter, says Diana Agron as a reply. Now, this is really interesting because guess who Karina is friends with? The actor, Michael Trevino, who was on the originals. And guess who he dated? Jenna Ushkowitz from 2011 to 2014. He was at Diana's 26th birthday party when Taylor was there too. Now, my theory, Michael knew the tea about Taylor and Diana, spilled it to Karina, who is one of his good friends. They've actually tweeted at each other about Taylor. They've like gone back and forth and said like, you know, and he spilled to her and she was just saying the truth. He was just down to spill the tea that day. I would love for Karina to come on the pod. Why don't you message her? I might. Why don't you message her? You should message her and be like, what did you mean by this tweet? Will you DM her? If you really want me to, yes. If Gabby DMs Karina, we will tell you guys what goes down. On the I love being your little ferret who just DMs people who you want to speak to the thing is gabby has so many followers that like people on instagram will see her message so if i need to like get a message out to there was an actor i needed to talk to a few weeks ago and i was like gabby will you dm her and (laughs) gabby did and we ended up talking i had to verify some shit but um gabby's very useful to the pod community so everybody please go give her some love at gabriella (laughs) on instagram follow her thank you let's just go back to the karina thing it could go Mm -hmm. one of two ways it could be what you said Or it could just be like, I had a blue check then and I would have said shit like this. And like, it doesn't mean anything to me. That's true. No, that's fair. I mean, you don't have a direct connection to Taylor though. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I guess you could say like Zayn follows you on Twitter and Zayn did a song with her. So you could be like, no, Zayn told me. But like, she does have this direct connection to Swift Ron through Michael Trevino. And Michael is like her Swifty buddy. They tweet each other about Taylor all the time. So they've absolutely had private conversations. Then we get something really interesting. On Tumblr, on January 5th, 2015, Taylor likes a Swiftgron related post on Tumblr. It's a Ooh. gif of Diana saying she'd go on the road with Taylor and carry her bags at the Giafani Film Festival. So did she search out that hashtag or did it just come on her feed? What do we think? I, I don't know. I I think it might have come on her feed. People may have tagged her in it. You know, Taylor used to be so active on Tumblr, everybody would just tag her and stuff constantly. Mm. So she saw some of it, you know? Um, so pe- I wouldn't be surprised if people tagged her. That would be my first guess. There's no way to know for sure. But then a few days later, Style is released as a single. So that's kind of funny. On February 9th, 2015. So you get the music video, all of that. And then on February 13th, the Kayler Best Best Friends Vogue cover spread comes out. Obviously, it's sort of PDA, kind of romantic, and style music video comes out that day as well. So we don't have to go through the whole music video, but one important Easter egg is at the very beginning, the love interest of the music video is like in Taylor's head, but on a beach in Morocco. So of course, Morocco is where Diana went right after Swift Run broke up. She dyed her hair and ran off to Morocco. So that's pretty interesting. God, if this is all real, it is such a shame that Taylor can't just use a female muse in the video. It makes me so sad. She's getting there, though. I mean, you have Betty and Dorothea, and then also in the man music video, she has a female love interest that she's in bed with. So, like, she's getting there. Come on, Taylor. Maybe 10 more years and we'll have something. Yeah. 
So on February 14th, 2015, the day after all this happens, particularly the day after the Vogue photo spread comes out, Diana tweets, 143, remember those days. And I think this could be in response to the Kaler Vogue photo shoot. You know, remember when we used to go to the beach together? Remember when I was like your main girl? I just love the timing of this stuff. Like that photo shoot comes out and she's like, oh, my bleeding heart. And again, not to say I think Kaler didn't happen. That's not the point of this series. Like, but my point is nothing like this ever happened on the Kaler timeline. You did not have Taylor sort of publicly announcing her affection for somebody else and then Carly reacting to it. Carly never had a reaction to like Calvin. I mean, they all hung out. You know, Carly didn't have anything to say about Tom Hiddleston. Didn't seem to care at all about Joe Alwyn. The way that this lines up is very interesting. Actually, I will say when Joe Alwyn comes on the scene, Carly dips out like basically a month after, uh, like five weeks after Joe and Taylor became official, allegedly, Carly does leave Taylor's life. So that's like fine. Okay. That's, but there's nothing like this, you know? Mm. Yeah, this is compelling. You've got me. That tweet is how we could assume that like it is in Diana's character to subtweet Taylor or sort of perhaps you know as i've come throughout the years i am like man eh, maybe she's just she could have been tweeting about anybody it was like valentine's day so like any x anything it, it could be but of course 143 that's a code taylor's used right she made lover three minutes and 41 seconds long and she had a mr rogers pen on her jacket which of course 143 was a mr rogers thing it's also the 143 lighthouse is not that far from hyannis port it's like an hour away so it's like did they sail up the coast see the 143 lighthouse and use it as a code or were they both just fans of mr rogers diana's posted about mr rogers before taylor had a mr rogers pin on her lover jean jacket so 143 means i love you is a code that means i love you and both the sort of origins the lighthouse and then mr rogers popularizing it they have been aware of so then it's like 143 ties back to taylor yeah it really does like, I don't know of any of Diana's other exes that use that code. Maybe they do, but it really does tie back to Taylor. Fuck. Yeah, they definitely have links. Fuck, is Swiftcon real? Fuck, did I just reconvince myself that Swiftcon's real? Did you unconvince yourself? I mean, you know me now. I kind of sit 50-50 with all of it. I'm not mm. convinced of anything except that Taylor's by. That's just where I'm at. Like, it's just like, especially having been with you and knowing that people can take, like, stuff you or I put on social media and think it has something to do with our relationship when it literally doesn't. You know what I mean? So it's just being a little bit on the other side of it has made me be like, well, you just, no matter how much you consume of somebody's content, you can never know like what they're really going through unless they just tell you, honestly. It's so funny that you come to that conclusion because to me, having lived through it as well, and I know full well that like things often don't mean what you think they mean. I'm still like, ooh, yeah, it happened. I ship it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sure. I'm a bit delusional. No, I don't think it, but that's the thing. I don't think it's delusional to believe in any of these Gaylor ships. Now, I think people can make be delusional when they say, well, you know, this obscure, tiny little, the eye theory, all of this shit, like some of it is a little out there and reachy to think every little moment ties back to, you know, one of the girls or Taylor's sexuality. I think people can be a little reachy about that stuff. But like believing in Gaylor, I don't think it's delusional. Taylor said gay pride defines me, right? There's so many moments that just, makes sense so I don't think any of that's delusional but this timeline definitely makes a lot of sense as well like as we're going down it I'm just like yeah yeah I believe it I see that it it just lines up yeah so two days later Diana attends a fashion show in which Carly is walking and it's noted that Carly keeps a smirk on her face and Diana doesn't clap at the end of the show and kind of looks I don't know. I mean, I guess fashion shows are long and boring. At least they would be for me. So I wouldn't be looking happy or smiling or clapping either. But I'm not into fashion. I would be polite. I would clap to be polite. But So these articles say Diana Akron is pretty in prints at the Carolina Herrera fashion show during the 2015 Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, so on and so forth. The 28-year-old Glee actress was joined by all these other people, Ivanka Trump being one of them. Walking the <laughs> runway was Carly Kloss, who kept a smirk on her face while showing off the designs. Oh my god, do you think the person who wrote this is a Swifty? Is a, like, Gaylor? I don't know, because this was in 2015. Gaylor was barely a thing. That's just a funny way to write it. Why a smirk? This is post-Kissgate and post-Kaylor Vogue shoot, so a lot of people are shipping it. 
but nobody was talking about Swiftgron. So I don't know, but I think they were just reporting it. And I think Carly did keep a smirk and Diana was there. Oh, poor little Diana. I know. Imagine having to watch. If this mm. is all true, if this is all legit, imagine having to go to a fashion show where your ex's model new fling is walking in front of you. I don't think you could stand it. I would walk out. <laughs> I would. I know. I would turn the invitation down. <laughs> okay. So on February 17th, 2015, Taylor releases Wonderland. I don't know if it's as a single or if just... I don't know. I mean, it's on the bonus track, so it's already out there into the world, but maybe it's a day it came out as a single. I, I'm not 100 Or if it was even... I don't think it was a single. I don't know. I took a moment in the timeline to talk about what the song Wonderland. A couple of the lyrics that stand out. Fell down the rabbit hole. Of course, that was Diana's Tumblr name. Didn't you flash your green eyes at me? Diana, of course, is famous for having green eyes. Too in love to think straight. And haven't you heard of what becomes of Curious Minds, which are sort of bi-curious, queer-coded... Too in love to think straight. There's a reason that this song is so beloved by women loving women people. I know. And it's just like Taylor's not stupid. She knows what the word straight means. But there were strangers watching and whispers turned to talking and talking turned to screams, which could reference when they're outed. And can I just say, Taylor knows that when she dates a guy, people will talk about it. Does it mm. like I just I can't imagine her thinking it's like useful to comment like oh my god people were talking about it that's crazy when she's dating a guy yeah I've no I've never thought about that line actually whispers turn to talking why would it matter if whispers turn to talking why and why was it whispers and then it turned to screams I mean people talk about Taylor at full voice Taylor and Harry everybody's just like Taylor and Harry Taylor and Harry Taylor and Harry Haler 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 mm. there was no whispers why would why would anybody whisper about Harry and Taylor? Like people talked about it for sure. And I can understand. Yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on a relationship. I can understand that. I, I can see that. But whispers turned to talking. Who was whispering about Taylor and Harry? No one. That's a really good point. I just thought of that now. That's why we do this, guys. That's why we do this. We go through these timelines. We re review re re We review lyrics. <laughs> You got yourself so excited. We review lyrics and we think about things because we got big brains here in What I Will Say Nation. Okay. You search the world for something else. Diana very publicly went traveling around the world to Morocco, which is in the fucking style music video right after April 2013 when they seemed to break up and dyed her hair, which is such a fucking breakup move. I I'm just shocked this song got released at all. I'm just shocked at how unsubtle everything in this is it may as well have been called diana agron snug pussy like it's so fucking explicit to me it is so explicit like we are going down this and i'm just sat with a shocked face yeah you forgot about the song wonderland no i didn't but there's something about seeing it written down in this context with all of the other little clues and you know, mm. bits and bobs along the way where it's like, this is literally about Diana and the fact that it's Alice in Wonderland themed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland being Diana's favorite piece of media ever. It's just not subtle. I think I've convinced myself of the stuff wrong, guys. Like, it's not subtle at all. Oh, she is back on her shit. Hailers would say that Harry was born in Cheshire County. Do, are you proud of me for saying that right? Yeah, I actually am. Um, Cheshire. Cheshire is how I used to would have said that. <laughs> Cheshire. Cheshire. But who gives a fuck about Harry Styles at this point? Well, don't let the directioners hear you saying that. No, uh, Harry, I love you. <laughs> I know. Okay, on March 8th, 2015, Taylor posts flamingos for her dad's birthday. I don't think that's important, but like uh, two months later, Diana posts a flamingo for her birthday. We got flamingo birthdays. Uh, you know, this is kind of a reach to me, but... It's a reach, but actually in that time period, everyone was obsessed with flamingos. I remember being on YouTube and just like buying flamingo bedding. It Flamingos were everywhere in 2015. Is that why you have that flamingo uh, swimsuit? Yeah, honestly, probably. Yeah. Flamingos were just huge, so I'm not sure that's a clue. Yeah, so I'm not into the flamingos, but let's move on a year to January 15th, 2016. So see, we're really clipping through. There's not much going on, but... Diana's engagement to Winston is announced and the Kalers on Tumblr, thanks to Tay-Tay's beard, <laughs> notice that around this time, Taylor is liking a bunch of sad 
Tumblr posts. Now they all say, oh, she's seeding the narrative for a breakup with Calvin. She doesn't break up with him for several more months, like four or five, six more months. So it's not that. Taylor has liked a bunch of stuff on Tumblr around this time. Here's the captions. Of course, Kaylers did not get receipts on anything, but they did at least write a list of the captions. So the first one is, someday you won't remember the this pain you thought would last forever and ever. She lost him, but found herself, and somehow that was everything, which of course, that's from Taylor's 1989 lyric booklet. If you leave me, I'm coming with you. Which lyric from Taylor Swift's all too well cuts you the most all of them so i'll watch your life in pictures like i used to watch you sleep now of course these are just a lot of her lyrics which she might have just liked people uh making art and and talking about her songs but still and then a best friend is a friend who can make you laugh even when you bet on never smiling again so are we thinking that carly and taylor have ended things at this point no diana has just announced her engagement to winston marshall oh now of course what are you gonna do like they're broken up i don't think anything's going on right now but i feel like there was a time in my life definitely not now but like that one ex i always talk about that took me forever to get over like six years there could have been a time where if i had heard she was getting married i would have really had a hard time with it you know Mm. yeah oh yeah if you've got an ex that meant a lot to you then that's obviously gonna cut deep but I don't know. These are a lot of Taylor Swift lyrics. Did they pick and choose all of the sad ones? Was she liking happy things as well? It's K- it's Kayla's on Tumblr, so they may have p- picked and chosen. You know? Yeah. It, in fact, now that you say that, that's almost likely to me. <laughs> but it's worth noting, you know, whatever. We would have to go back and look at everything that she was liking at that time. But I feel like this is cherry picked. It very well maybe. That's a good note. That's a really good note. November 7th, 2016 is Lord's birthday where Kaylor is together in public for the last time for 20 months. January 5th, 2017, a year later. So we're moving along at a good clip here, but Claire Winter comments on Diana Agron's post. So Diana posts to Instagram and Claire Winter comments. She says, dying to know, need to hear. I think Diana had taken some pretty pictures of vacation and Diana Swans. You'd love it. We'll fill you in. So that's nice because Claire is still one of Taylor's closest friends. And if Taylor and Diana had really had such a horrible falling out, it seems like they maybe wouldn't be talking. So that's it's like nice that she's, you know, Diana's still lightly in touch with their mutual friends. Yeah. Taylor's a petty bitch as well. You know that Claire would cut Diana out if she really wanted her to. Yeah. On March 2nd, 2017, Diana posts her James Dean in style UK photo to Instagram and says rebel without a clue seeming to draw a little attention to it. She's actually posted it twice now. (laughs) Now, it may just because it's a great photo of her, as you said, you know. If I look that good, I would post it too. February 13th, 2018, Diana again attends the Carolina Herrera fashion show, and so does Carly. Diana is introduced to Carly by Derek Blasberg. And do you know what she says to her? She says, you're so gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding, 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 ding. I actually love this. I think it's so petty. I think it's funny that Diana doesn't know that Taylor's fucking Lily Donaldson at this point. Maybe she thinks it's about Carly. Let's talk about Babe briefly. On to the next post. There's some things, but we're just going to ignore it until we get to Babe because none of that's very important to me. So scroll down. Let's talk about Babe. Have you seen all the comparisons of the Babe music video? I have because I listened to an episode that you did about it and I was like I need to look at this for myself yeah so we don't I mean this is a visual thing uh guys I have a TikTok about babe I'll repost it to Instagram I think I actually already have put it on Instagram but maybe I'll put it on again whatever but the babe music video seems to be almost a shot for shot remix of Sam Smith's I'm not the only one which starred Diana and a broken lamp so the lamp comes back This is really weird, I will say. And the song, the music video is the exact same length as that one as well. Isn't it fucked up? It is very strange how similar it is. And look at the shot comparisons. Just scroll through. The one thing that gets me is that Sam Smith, when they're singing, has this red curtain background. And the, the like, so some, the singer gets sort of featured. So Sam Smith gets featured. And then, of course, Jennifer Nettles gets she gets like kind of a headshot 
part where she's singing and it's focused on her and they both have this red background like that is so specific going down these photos is wild with how similar they are and we know that taylor likes to have directive control if she plans her music video she likes to have input like some artists aren't fussed about that but taylor does like that and this whole the whole set of the music video was her idea we have articles about that she pitched this music video and like wanted to be a part of it and still be a part of the song god she's such a little rascal for that it's just so fucking similar what are the lyrics of babe though why would that why would she make babe about diana if she did it's about somebody who cheated on her Ooh, i heard that you've been out and about with some other girl who well i don't know you know diana pussy bandit she gets around (laughs) guys just go like watch the tiktok or just scroll through these pictures we don't have to go on and on about it but it is insane babe is the fucking i don't know how you explain babe i don't know how you know So I have a few things like, okay, one thing that's interesting on February 24th, 2019, Diana goes to the Vanity Fair Oscar party and Taylor's there too. And like, okay. Um, April 9th, Diana uses the 143 code to talk about a TV show she likes, but she says 143 to the show because she loves it. So there's another usage of that code. Don't think it has anything to do with Taylor, but she's using 143 still. Here's something good. June 14th, 2019, Taylor adds woman by Mumford and Sons to her me playlist that is a song about diana written by her husband oh that is interesting right god i used to love mumford and sons you want to know what else is funny what this is right around the time diana and winston separated (gasps) did they rekindle things i don't fucking know i mean taylor's with joe and i think getting serious with joe at this point or trying Yeah, maybe she just sees the breakup and she's like uh Oh, well, it, the breakup wasn't public information until 2020, but we oh. know they've been separated for a year before they they announced their divorce because Winston went insane and started like he became like alt right, fucked up shit, anti semite. Like, oh god, okay, yeah. So that makes it even more interesting that she would do that. Yeah, how weird. I love when Taylor does that shit. Yeah. Um. There's also there's actually this part of the playlist is really good she has this song called glad he's gone that she adds right after woman and that's about being glad like your friend dumped her boyfriend and then further down the line she has just friends yeah that's which is a really good song no but just the title of that just friends that's all they were wasn't it diana and taylor to the public well and it is about it is like we're just friends but no we're not that's what that song's Ooh. about. I like all these songs. I have them on playlists because I'm like, these are the these are the Diana additions to the playlist. Like Taylor got in her feels and heard they broke up and maybe Oh, I like this analysis. Yeah, maybe they talked and Taylor puts all these songs on the playlist. But Woman by Mumford and Sons, such a fucking bop, such a good song. And it is I say it's rumored to be about Diana. No, it's explicitly about Diana. Like we know Winston wrote this song and he wrote it right after they got married. That is so strange. Yeah. Ooh, Taylor. I love it. Taylor's noted to be at the Fleabag performance in London at Wyndham Theater on September 7th, 2019. September 23rd, Diana posts about Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So she loves Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And then October 5th, 2019, it's SNL. Taylor is a musical guest on SNL while Phoebe Waller-Bridge hosts it and Diana is in attendance. Now, do I think this means that Taylor and Diana were secretly hooking up or married or in love? No, I think Diana was obsessed with Phoebe Waller-Bridge and got tickets through her friends at SNL to go see it. But Diana is noted to be in Swift's inner circle at the after party. Ooh, I didn't know that. Well, I think the magazine might have just been saying... Partygoers from Swift's Inner Circle included Panic at the Disco's Brendan Urie, Booksmart star Caitlin Denver, Glee alum Diana Agron, and Teen Wolf actor Dylan O'Brien. So I think Diana was just at the after party because she's Diana Agron. She gets an invite to the after party. And Taylor was there too, but they might have been hanging out too. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's basically just confirmation that they were both there at a party. They probably would have said hi at least. Yeah, so Taylor performs Lover and False God very sexy we reached out to some people um to make sure like what diana was like and um they said diana was definitely paying attention to her performance and um it was a moment they'd never forget so we did talk to somebody who was there somebody else 
that was there and it was in a Gaylor Discord. We tracked down their comments. They said t- that Diana made a face when Taylor said magnetic force of a man and lover. They said I was watching her reaction the whole time. Love that. I'd make face too. <laughs> yeah. Sometime in late 2019, early 2020, Diana uh, actually refollows Diana on Instagram. And the last thing I'm going to say about this timeline. Now, a lot of this, I think is stupid. I used to keep up with like what songs Diana was streaming on Spotify. I don't really care. Like, I don't think it means anything, but, and honestly, this might be the best part of this timeline because it was the most exciting thing that happened to me that year on October 26, 2020. Diana streams Cardigan to her public Spotify. Obsessed. And this is just one day before 1989's sixth anniversary. I could imagine Cardigan, like Diana being the muse for Cardigan. Yeah. She looks like she wears cardigans. (laughs) That's my analysis. That's, and I think that's where we need to leave it. So... (laughs) I think that is just about everything for the Swiftgron timeline. Honestly, there's a few more moments like Diana goes to Big Sur and she listens to Heim sometimes. And, you know, she says, I'm in my cottagecore era when after Folklore came out. And she talks about Elvis, which kind of Tupelo, where Elvis is born, gets mentioned in Evermore. But I think that's it. I think the last explicit Swiftgron thing that happened was two years, three years ago. Almost three years ago to the date, almost, uh, when Diana streams Cardigan. And I just think, yeah, she sure did. (laughs) Manifesting Diana streaming more Taylor music. Manifesting her streaming 1989. Yeah, I mean, maybe she will. I don't know. I don't know that I, I don't keep up with her Spotify anymore, but other people probably do. I'm not sure if she's using it, but. You should to see if she streams like Wonderland or something. We'll, we'll have to. She'd be smart. She'd get so much clout if she did. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Let me ask you this. After everything, going through the whole timeline, and you did listen to my entire nine-part Kaler series as well too, right? I did. Can I remember it? No, but <laughs> I did listen. <laughs> and starting out with a Kaler bias, what do you think was more likely now? That... Carly and Taylor were secretly hooking up or Diana and Taylor were secretly hooking up or is it that they actually support each other? I think they definitely support each other. However, I will say I think the the evidence for Swiftgron is more convincing, but I think my bias towards Carly and Taylor pushes me that way just because I seriously cannot see Diana and Taylor being sexual together but like you said in the last episode they were marketed like that to the public like they were in their little preppy dresses and I don't know just the way that they looked in that era of their lives and the way that they spoke and stuff Taylor's was still had a very childlike persona or teeny bopper persona. So it's hard to see her being sexual with anyone. It is time. hard. So for me, like the evidence for them is stronger, but I still lean towards Kayla because I can see that more. The vibes for Kayla work better for yeah. you personally. I think that's yeah. fair. To me, I think they both happened. And I actually think the thing about Kayla and the thing about Swiftron is they support each other. You don't, mm. you have Diana's reaction to like Taylor you know hanging out with Carly allegedly and you have like Diana being shady and calling her gorgeous and you have all these moments where the interview that Taylor gives about I know places it doesn't work if you think all of 1989 is about one person Harry Styles yeah it only works if there's an if there's one secret relationship she's like okay Taylor wasn't secret but it, it could have been a relationship Taylor wanted to hide so you need one relationship Taylor wanted to hide okay it's Harry But then you need a new person, a new person that Taylor meets if you believe her interview. Who is that? It's not Harry. Harry wasn't a new person. I could I could believe like, oh, they started hooking up in secret a year later. Sure. Like what? I I don't believe that. But like that could happen. That could make sense. But that's not what Taylor says in the interview. She says like, oh, there's a there was kind of I met someone new and I was like, what happened the last time won't happen this time. Let me I'll insert that clip right here because I think it's important. It's kind of like the first thing people want to do when when they hear that people are in love is just kind of try to ruin it if they're <laughs> if they're not the greatest human beings. I kind of was in a place where I was like, no one's going to sign up for this. 
there's there are just too many cameras pointed at me. There are too many um, ridiculous elaborations on on my life. It's it's just it's not ever going to work. But I decided to write a love song, just kind of like, what would I say if I met someone really awesome and they were like, hey, I'm worried about like all this attention you get. So I wrote this song called I Know Places about like, hey, I know, I know places we could hide. We could, we could just, we could outrun them. So yeah, you have Taylor, like there has to be two secret people with both with green eyes. That's both Carly and Diana mm -hmm. that Taylor would have wanted to hide with. That's both Carly and Diana. They support each other, in my opinion. I love the Swift Run timeline. It made me fall in love with like Taylor and Gaylor. And I'm really excited for these vault tracks that we're getting here in a matter of days. Let's manifest that Diana streams one. So is your final take, you really kind of believe in both? I do believe in both. I think they're both very possible, but the evidence is better for Swift Run. But the vibes for you are better for Kaylor. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that's fun. Well, Gabby, thank you so much for joining me. If you guys want to know about secrets, by the way, if you have not tuned into Stay at Home Girlfriends, stand by. Because if me and Gabby giving advice wasn't your thing, we might have something new coming on the horizon. Ooh. And I think what I will say, listeners, people who appreciate a good deep dive, people who want to know the tea, people who want to know the story behind the stuff that happens in the world. I think you guys will want to tune in to stay at home girlfriends in the coming weeks. So just keep your eyes peeled and we'll come back and tell you guys more about that. But cheers to that. Anyway, anything else to say? Thanks for having me. Had a great time. Learned a lot that I'll probably forget in 10 minutes, <laughs> but it's been great. It's been fun. Well, if you guys want more of Gabby, you can follow her on YouTube at Velvet Ghost or Instagram at Gabriella. And um, you guys know where to find me. And of course, make sure and go check out Patreon. Just search what I will say on Patreon. There's also a link in my Instagram bio, what I will say on Instagram. There's going to be so much bonus content this week. You do not want to miss out on. Absolutely. With all that said, everybody, please stay safe in 2023. Stream 1989 Taylor's version in a mere four days and some change. And gaslight, gatekeep, and girl boss immediately. Right the fuck now. Bye, everybody. Bye.